1: Stephen. Off to a heater today. Stephen you're muted.
2: (laughs) Man that was that was a tough one. I apologize for that. I don't know why I uh, stayed muted there but uh, welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast on a Sunday morning. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We're excited to jump in today as always. (laughs) I am the host and joining me today are my guys Alex and Tyler. Alex how you doing man?
1: yeah Steven just scarfed down a breakfast sandwich and then was having technical problems he's the host of the show and sadly he's the best one out of all of us for sure
2: <laughs> yeah shout out to Starbucks taking forever
3: today um Tyler how you doing man doing very well uh, between us we're gonna end up with like six degrees and we can't figure out how to do a live stream on YouTube but uh we're getting there you know <laughs> yes uh shout out to Tyler man doing a, a master's in
2: education through UC Irvine so uh alex is currently in med school i have a master's degree tyler is going to have a master's degree so uh this is the educated podcast where we can't figure out microphone situations sometimes so good (laughs) um so we are going to do our first mock draft today of the season um obviously we'll talk about um kind of where our head's at there and we'll talk about some of the the combine things as well uh jordan davis for example like alex has in his uh youtube name uh, but we wanted to start with some of these free agency scenarios that are being thrown out here. So um, on Friday, Tyler the Dragon, our our new favorite reporter, uh, our new king for Twitter apparently, uh, reported that the Chargers are determined to keep Mike Williams around and use the franchise tag if necessary. That was uh, backed up today by ESPN's Jer- Jeremy Fowler as well as Pro Football Network's Adam Beasley. So uh, we now have three reputable sources kind of confirming what we've known all along, uh, that Mike Williams is going to be sticking around at least for the 2022 season, whether that's through the franchise tag or through a long-term deal. So Tyler, uh, where are you landing these days with Mike Williams' future?
3: Um, Obviously, I think we all assume he's going to be back and he's going to be back. And I think... Them landing at the tag is the perfect spot. I do think. Just, I, I thought that this last year with that fifth year option would serve as like a sort of pseudo tag, um, but clearly he had a breakout year. And just don't know what to do with him. Like, can he do that again? Will he not do that again? Will he get hurt? Is it sustainable? Was it only a contract year thing? So I think getting those answers on a tag that does work for me. And I think you just, I think next year you do move on. I do like Mike Williams a lot. I just don't feel great about it. Um, But if they do give him a contract, I do like what Arjun suggests where it's a lot up front. It's an expensive first two years, but there's an out after those two years. and You can kind of get out that way. So Um, but either way, it was the worst kept secret in the league. We all know Mike Williams is going to be back and he's going to be back in some capacity. And I'm very happy Um, he does deserve to get paid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for Mike Williams to be back. Frankly, I think I lean more towards this franchise tag being more in the vein of Melvin Ingram in 2016 than in the vein of Hunter Henry in 2020, because I do think they will end up signing a long-term deal at some point. But it was the worst-kept secret in the league. Everyone knows he's coming back. Tom Telesco is going to do the thing tomorrow at, like, 2 p.m. California time where he (laughs) announces the franchise tag, and then everyone goes crazy um but yeah no i mean they've they've waited out uh i I don't think anyone's used the franchise tag yet at all no uh but they're all probably going to come in a flurry tomorrow and uh on tuesday officially but Mm -hmm. makes sense to just give them the tag now see if you can find a long-term deal over the uh you know course of the off season like they did back in 2016 with ingram and uh just kind of run it back i will say that i think the
3: exact time that they're going to tag mike williams is 20 minutes after our show. I do believe that's exactly when it's going That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we know the Chargers like to work in the dark and work on the weekends as opposed to, you know, meeting deadlines and things like that. So um, <clears throat> like Alex said, there haven't been any tags uh placed yet. I feel like there's gonna be at least three or four kind of uh based off of what other people are reporting that happen either tomorrow or Tuesday. Of course, there's the Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers situation, which everybody is uh, just kind of waiting for, her, unfortunately. But um, the other thing that came out th- through Jeremy Fowler is that the Chargers are interested in Charvarius Ward, the cornerback from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they've also been linked to a Darius Williams kind of player as well. So Brandon Staley said on Wednesday that they were always going to be hunting and and looking for more cornerbacks. And I happen to think that signing a Charvarius Ward would be a really good signing. I think. Obviously, a lot of fans are are wanting them to go big fish hunting and, and sign a J.C. Jackson. But, you know, I, I think you sign a player like Chavarius Ward, who's been a very solid number two man corner in Kansas City for at least half the cost of a J.C. Jackson. And, and you can get some very solid output there and still go sign another player in free agency. So whether it's Ward or Darius Williams, who obviously has the Stay of the connection. I think that this is kind of indicative of where the Chargers are at in free agency. They want to add a veteran corner who's been there, done that. Uh, as Evan Airy points out in the chat, he is just 25 years old, so that's kind of the difference there as opposed to a Steven Nelson, a Kyle Fuller, or Bryce Callahan. So I would be in favor of this move. Even Darius Williams is going to turn 29 soon. So if Charverius Ward is kind of who they come away with free agents, who they come away with out of free agency then I think that's a really good move.
3: Yeah, I I, would, I haven't watched Traverius Ward outside of when the Chargers are facing him, so I couldn't tell you if he's a great corner or not. I could tell you that you know of the young corners on our free agent rankings list, he was fifth right behind J.C. Jackson. And I know people want J.C. Jackson, and I totally get it. And I'm still on board for J.C. Jackson. We'll see what the contract ends up being. Profile but focus thinks Ward gets a little more and that Jackson gets a little less. But it's still a 22% decrease in contract per year. So I do. I mean, again, you don't want to just be cheap. You know, you don't want to just bargain bin hunt. But like Ward's contract, I think is like 14 million dollars a year. That's projected by Pro Football Focus. It's not like some cheap deal they're going to go get. They're just trying to find you know good corners out there. And I think Ward is certainly a good option there. And to me, I know again, you want J C Jackson, but I think this is not just an upgrade outside corner position. But I think this is actually an upgrade, also upgrade over Chris Harris Jr thing it's not because Ward will replace Chris Harris Jr because now you put Asante Samuel Jr inside and he's arguably going to be the best corner of the three by the end of next season I think so you know it's not necessarily the number one corner but you do get to upgrade at least your slot corner group by now being able to move Asante Samuel Jr inside and work him there
2: sorry before Alex jumps in it th- did uh Pro Football Focus just add updates today because last I saw on Friday Ward was projected for uh, like ten million per year.
3: Uh, I'll double check. I did just look at it. So give me one second. Alex can talk, or somebody else can talk. Yeah,
1: uh, I just looked at Spot Track actually uh, this morning, and way they less. had him at yeah. Uh, when actually, it's not way less. They had him at ten mil. Uh, if they, if PFF had him at ten mil, Spot Track had him at nine point nine. So it's actually not way less. Um, a, that a was, rare occasion where they line up, kind of. <laughs> they did kind of end up lining up there. Um, I, I think Trevor Ward makes a lot of sense if they want to go after that. Uh, Darius Williams, as we talked about, is like a little bit older. And I think if you talk about the cornerbacks who are older in this class, you have a lot of like Steven Nelson, who's kind of old. You have Patrick Peterson, a lot of these guys who could be like one year options like. But to me, Trevor Ward's 25. You can give him a three or four year deal. Let's say three years, 30. Let's say four years, 40, if they want to go that far. Um, and it works out to be a pretty convenient deal as opposed to overpaying for a J.C. Jackson type. Uh, and I think they, yeah, like it just solves the outside quarterback situation so much while also giving them that flexibility that they need, right? They can still, you know, sign a Tarverius Ward and also go draft uh, a McDuffie or Booth if they wanted to in the first round. Um, I, I don't think that that would be that far off versus I think if you sign a J.C. Jackson, a player who's going to be in excess of $15 million per year, That probably puts cornerback out of the first round like entirely. So I would just say that Ward gives them the flexibility and what they need now going forward uh, while also just being a really solid coverage player himself. Um, And he's done really well in Kansas City. uh, And it would also take away from a division rival. Right. So if they lose Matthew and Tarverius Ward in the same offseason, I mean, that would be pretty bad for. The Kansas City secondary. Not that they were doing all that great before then, but still, I think that it—the Ward move would make a lot of sense. Kind of fits in the Chargers' system. You know, you can move them around a little bit if you want, but does shore up that CB two position for sure.
2: So, ever po- ever uh, posted the the numbers in the chat that I had seen, mm-hmm. um, Tyler. So they did update it recently. Then
3: I don't know if is it the same article. Because it's that top two hundred free agents article, and yeah. Has like all two hundred with all, yeah. That so that's what it was this morning when I checked. Okay, so
2: then that means that they did update it over the weekend. I know that Brad posted on Twitter that he had updated some. I didn't know like who mm. was or or wasn't there. So um, yeah, looks like his current projection, as Tyler posted in the chat for our audio uh, listeners, for Charvarius Ward is three years, forty-two million dollars, fourteen million dollars per year, uh, with twenty-three point two five million dollars guaranteed. Um, so that's a little bit more, I think that's kind of the top end of the CB2 market. Um, but he is, you know, 25, he is a very solid CB2. So I I think that wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Um, the last little free agency nugget that we'll get into before we start our, our first mock draft, um, is that Adam Beasley from Pro Football Network reported that, uh, he does expect the Chargers to uh re-sign uchenna and wosu and also interested in, in staying he wants to stick in his hometown of course he's an la native went to usc so he wants to stick around chargers have mutual interest there uh i had to laugh though because he listed potential suitors if he does walk and the colts were number one uh of course recently hiring gus bradley so uh, apparently the whole former charter thing is just moving from las vegas to indianapolis
3: yeah, wouldn't surprise me. There's a couple other names, uh, teams on there I I wouldn't quite have gotten why they would go with someone like Nwosu. But yeah, the Colts and the Bradley reunion. I'm sure Chris Harris Jr. will end up being a Colt as well. <laughs> and I know exactly who to target in the postseason if that happens. Um, but yeah, if he's back, I, I think he is priority number two. And if he's back, great. But if not, I would understand. They want to find somebody else, if Khalil Max suddenly becomes available, if Vaughn Miller is available, he won't be. But if he is, sure. Otherwise, yeah, uh, Chenna Nwosu being back has been priority number two. I think, for them. And so him being back is great. We'll just see what the contract ends up being. Arjun has him really expensive, though. I think he predicted him at like $12 million a year or something, where I think Pro Football Focus set him at like 8 or $9 million a year. I yeah. think he thinks that he gets a big pay bump. So I'm hoping it's somewhere at least in the middle, because $12 million a year would be a little expensive.
1: Yeah, I think Enmosu's ultimately back, barring you know just some opportunity that the Chargers can't pass up, whether that would be a Miller or Mac, or even as a Darius Smith who gets cut uh, from Green Bay, potentially. Um, not that I think any of those things will happen. But, you know, if that does become an option, you know, like we've seen in other free agencies and Chargers take a swing, I wouldn't be shocked. We've already seen how much Tom Telesco does value like top end edge starters. So uh, I think that that would make a lot of sense if they wanted to go in that way. Uh, but no. Uh, I think he'll have to be back. Like, I mean, they also wouldn't have done the whole media tour with him during Super Bowl week if there was, like, a really realistic chance he was going to leave. Yeah, Anything can happen in free agency, but I just think it, it makes sense for Utena to stick around. Definitely broke out the last eight or so games of the season, um, and you move forward with him for pretty good value and pretty young age, too, much like in the vein of we were just talking about Charverius Ward. Yeah, I think Unwosu kind of ends up in a similar
2: situation as as Michael Davis ended up, right? You know, there were reports the week the week that free agency started that davis was going to get you know 11 million 12 million dollars per year um and then he ended up re-signing with the chargers i think at 9.5 or something like that so um if it mostly gets 12 million dollars by the chargers like i think that's like i said i think that's edge to market and that's kind of where that's at um so we'll we'll kind of see how that played out um shout out to tyler's mom for the super chat always welcome and L.A. Chargers fan for another super chat uh who said our top players 1 through 10 can go head to head with any other team we need better depth from 11 through 53 so when a starter gets hurt we aren't completely effed. I happen to agree with that and I think that's another reason why I'm a little bit more in favor of going after a, a secondary corner secondary second corner type uh, like Chargers mm-hmm. Ward, as opposed to going big fish hunting uh with JC Jackson so uh, I lied. There was one other thing that we had to talk about, and that was another report tweet by uh, Tyler the Dragon, uh, who said that the
3: Chargers. It's not the Dragon.
2: <laughs> it's not the Dragon. Okay, it's just it's Tyler not like Tyler dragon. the Creator. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was Tyler the Dragon, uh, but he tweeted out that the Chargers and Derwin James have not yet started uh, extension talks, but they are going to. There is mutual interest in that happening. Um, You know, that's kind of on par with how the Chargers have done business recently with Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa. Of course, I would love to have that extra three or four million dollars in cap space now. Uh, but it looks like that deal is probably going to be done in June or July before training camp at some point uh, for the extension for Derwin James.
3: Yeah, I lied. Uh, this is the most uh, poorly kept secret in the NFL. Like <laughs> Der- Derwin James yeah. loves Brandon Staley. Yeah. Brandon Slater from Runs loves zero win James. He's their first round pick. He's their second most valuable player on the team. He's returning in some capacity. I'm not even worried about this. It's more just, it's just, it's just a when, not if.
1: Yeah, it's just a formality and talking about how much money this contract is going to be after, you know, Jamal Adams just firebombed the entire safety market. Um, but I, I have no concerns about how much money you pay him. Just give him whatever he wants. If he wants an ownership stake, that's fine with me.
0: Uh, I,
1: I'm cool with that at this point because Honestly. I've seen how the defense plays without him and I hate watching the defense without him. So just give him whatever he wants. Um... Yeah, as far as when it happens, I, I guess we'll see. I would love for it to happen in March at the beginning of the free agency. And then, you know, like we've talked about, you can have Mike Williams on a four-year deal and Derwin James on some kind of four-year deal. And then you don't, you know, you that frees up actually some short-term cap space as opposed yeah. to having them both on one-year, you know, franchise tag slash fifth-year options. Uh, so that would kind of be nice if they could do that. I don't expect it to happen, but uh, pretty much just, yeah, uh, they need Derwin James. They're going to extend them. It's a formality at this point. And uh, I would like it to happen sooner rather than later. Oh wow, Keenan didn't get extended until September, huh? I, did, I thought it was before. No, 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 no. Keenan, Keenan got extended August, right? Tyler I think just it said was... September twenty fourth. I'm looking
3: at a whole bunch of uh, September fifth. <laughs> September. Oh, 5th.
1: that that might have been his first one, second. Him and one. Joey didn't him and didn't him and Joey get extended like at the same time? That's what I Something thought. Like that.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at just, everyone's got September fifth on their oh it might
1: it might have been that yeah because it was before the season uh that was the year they did hard knocks uh i think and so that was like right after training camp maybe something like that yeah joey
3: was on my birthday july 29th or uh, depends on what you think it was official but july 28th july 29th i think he's a good birthday presenter. i thought they were much closer
1: to him him for some reason
3: (laughs) (laughs) i don't get any of that
2: i thought i thought keenan's was done before the season for sure but um i guess it would be before the season but yeah, i thought but... it was before training camp i meant but, yeah oh well um yeah so either way I, you know derwin's gonna give the extension he deserves it i mean he does so much for this team um and like alex said we've seen what they look like without him so hopefully they can get him a, another uh quality safety running mate this year in some capacity we might talk about one of them today so Um, We are going to dive in now to our uh, first mock draft. Again, this is pre-free agency. Uh, We'll keep in mind some of the things like we were just talking about, like Mike Williams and Ichuna and Wosu kind of being projected to be back at this point. Um, We're going to do six rounds. Uh, We're not going to mess with the the seventh round and and kind of the uh, seven or whatever compensatory picks that they're projected to have at this point. Um, So we're going to do six rounds and we're going to do a snake draft. So Tyler's going to go first. I'm going to go second. Alex is going to go third and then Alex will go fourth. I'll go fifth. And then Tyler will go sixth. So um, this is going to be really interesting. We'll talk about kind of our processes, who's available, who's off the board and and really kind of everything. So Tyler, uh, let's get started.
3: All righty, let's enter the draft.
2: And for our audio audience, we are using uh, Pro Football Focus is... uh, mock draft simulator simulator as opposed to someone else's
3: all right here we go
2: so pffs goes a little faster um if you could scroll up tyler so george carloftis to the eagles that was fun sorry you're good Washington and Javo. Took... <laughs> <laughs> they took ojabo and carloftis oh my gosh yes. yeah <laughs> uh, i'll take one of them not both of them <laughs> Uh, Jermaine Johnson to the Ravens. That uh, seems likely. Trayvon Walker to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends what uh, happens with Jadavian Clowney there. Um, Willis and Kenny Pickett back-to-back. Am I reading that correctly? Yes. Yep. All right. And then my guy, Devin Lloyd to the Jets at 10. That would be pretty shocking based off their needs. Sauce Gardner to the Broncos, man. So they get Sertan and Gardner uh, back-to-back. Dude. That'd be so unfair. I'd, I'd, just, I'd cry during the stream. <laughs> all right so uh who went number one in this mock Thibodeau Thibodeau all right interesting all right so okay if you could scroll down so Chargers on the board here Trent McDuffie the corner from Washington Tyler Linderbaum who according to some would be a good fit uh, Garrett Wilson <laughs> Bernard Raymond the tackle from Central Michigan Nekobe Dean uh, the linebacker from Georgia Jameson Williams from Alabama Andrew Booth, the corner from Clemson, Chris Olave, kind of the uh the first combine star, if you will. Uh Kenyon Green, the tackle from te- or guard from Texas AM, excuse me. Trevor Penny, the tackle from Northern Iowa, Devontae Wyatt, Jalen Petre, and Traylon Burks. Hmm, I wonder who Tyler's gonna pick here.
3: Okay, first of all, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> pick Traylon Burks. I want to. I trust that you guys are smart and you will find better receiver, not better, excuse me uh receivers in later rounds to help fill the needs that the chargers have with mike williams returning you know and honestly at this point like okay on the draft network simulation i think that's somewhere i could go if he were there but based on this simulation you're basically just throwing two corners right here at me um i could go receiver sure i think we all wanted a until his time dropped by about 42 seconds because someone's <laughs> hand was too fast or whatever the um, stop clock so-
2: guy this week has been wild man
3: I know. I actually thought that Davis was Jordan Davis was going to be wrong. It ended up being uh, lower, I think, or something like that. It was yeah. crazy. Um, there's a lot of good players here. I don't feel like this is the case on the Draft Network. McDuffie, I did just start watching, and I do have like a an initial seal of approval on him for sure. And I think you know the Chargers have met with him. Obviously, obviously, um, you know he fits checks a lot of boxes for them. Some people like him more than Booth. Some people like him less. But either way, I think people tend to just think. McDuffie or Booth for corner three or four. So I'm I'm really cool with either there. Jamison Williams. I've I don't want to say I've moved off of him as an option here because I do think this this team wants to compete in the postseason, obviously. And Jamison Williams, even if he joins the team after the buy in Week Nine or whatever it ends up being, I do think that's a legit threat. But you know, based on where that where the team is right now, if Williams is back and of is back, we have not addressed corner yet. Like we, I do want to be able to find someone in the first round. Who can play corner and at this point all the edge rushers are gone so it also yeah. kind of makes my decision easy um because i have not watched a ton of mcduffie i am going to select andrew booth jr here i really like him i think he just there's the style of corner that i like you know obviously i obviously wish he were taller and more length and he wish he looked like sauce Gardner, but he's not <laughs> but he has a twitch to him he has the burst he has the tenacity right and i like i like corners who are able to both dance and kind of box at the same time? You know, when you're boxing somebody, you're trying to hopefully box somebody. You're not a stagnant target the whole time. You're fluid. You're moving, kind of a bob and weave with it. I think Andrew Booth has that quality to him. Um, he consistently blows up wide receiver screens. Um, yes, he does have a high miss tackle rate. And I, I had questioned Stephen earlier um, before I watched him. Like, dude, that's a really bad miss tackle rate. And he said, you know, watch the film. The classic Dan Orlovsky tape, tape, tape. And it turns out, yeah, like, yes, there are missed. He did miss X amount of tackles, but the mentality is there. I think he is a good tackler. He races down the field. He shows the burst to work down the field to make those tackles as well. I think he's a good corner. He is, I believe, tested. I think he just tested, and I think we knew this, a little bit taller than McDuffie as well. So I do know Booth more. I'm going to go with him at 17.
2: Uh, Just out of curiosity, was Davis off, Jordan Davis off the board, or was he still there?
3: Great question, and in about four seconds, this will stop, and I'll be able to tell you. oh That's right, I can pause the draft. Whatever, too late. Um, I believe I want to say, you yeah, no, he was not off the board at that time. Okay, so he so went look to at the that. Cowboys
2: there. Um, yeah. So just the really front. quickly, in terms of the corners, um, mm-hmm. I, I happen to have Andrew Booth graded higher. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's a little bit more of your stereotypical outside corner um he's not as tall and and long as sauce Gardner. few corners are you know sauce with 33 and a half inch arms is pretty freaking crazy um but booth i think gives you a a very you know a minus athlete i think he is got really good size really good length and he does have a high miss tackle rate i think some of that is is mostly technique he get he does get a little reckless at some times or will go low or kind of take his eye off the tackler for a second. But um I'm a big fan of him. He's got great ball skills. He's got great fluidity, great athleticism, and he's a fantastic tackler and has the mentality to do that. So in this instance, obviously you're moving Asante to this, to the slot. I think that's the thing with Trent McDuffie, who is a little bit of a cleaner evaluation, but doesn't necessarily present the same kind of upside as Booth. Um, but with, mcduffie and asante you can kind of move them back and forth and and treat them as you know interchangeable pieces that way uh, you know like the like the rams would do with darius williams and troy hill at certain times or that they've done with um you know dante dion and all those guys so i think mcduffie probably you know if the chargers do want to alternate their guys then that's mcduffie like if they want another inside outside guy then i think it'll be mcduffie if they want a true outside guy, then I think Booth would be the better fit there.
1: Yeah, um, the, the Traverius Ward interest kind of makes me think that they'll lean in the direction of someone like Booth anyway, of like a guy just who's like a true outside corner as opposed to someone who's kind of going to go inside-outside. Although that could always change based on you know how they view McDuffie and if they have one ranked higher significantly than the other, then I don't think that that matters. Um, for me, this pick would have either been quarterback or wide receiver based on the guys that are on the board. Uh, I think you can make good arguments for both. Uh, But, you know, the Jamison Williams ACL thing I I think is kind of tough for, again, a team that's in win-now mode. I know there are varying reports about his health, but I wouldn't do that one, especially considering I don't think he's going to play a pretty large portion of the season anyway. Um, And then you kind of have your Olave and, and Garrett Wilson if you wanted to go in that direction. But I think more so than that, if you are franchise tagging Mike Williams, potentially extending him. I think you can find wide receivers in the draft and you just have to fortify a corner here for Brandon Staley's defense to work. Yeah.
2: And I will say, I think if, you know, David Ojaba or Jermaine Johnson are there, I think that's a run the card in situation for me. I love both of those players and I think that fits the need and it kind of gives them, you know, their version of Uchenna and Wosu behind Uchenna and Wosu, if that makes sense, you know, back when they had Bosa Ingram and then they drafted in Wosu still to kind of be that third edge rusher. So, um if those two are there i think that's priority number one for me and then second would be corner so I, I think that does make a lot of sense um so tyler if you could run quickly through who went after we picked at 17.
3: okay so right after that trail on burks went to the saints which is interesting garrett wilson to the eagles do you want me to go through all of them or just the big names just like or... the
2: ones who stand out to you
3: okay yeah so burks to the saints uh wilson to the eagles mcduffie then went to the patriots which could be your jay-z jackson replacement. Yeah, um, Jordan Davis went to the Cowboys, like you said, some guys that we'd be interested in. So like Kyir Elam would be a guy to be interested in later, but he always goes before their second pick. Um, Raymond, I think Raymond's a top 15 player for pro football focus. He went 31st DeMarvin Marvin Leal. Jerry Tillery, 2.0, went uh, 33 <laughs> to the Jaguars. You will not be able to unsee it once you watch it. Yes. Um, I love Jalen Petre, but he's always seems to be gone. Arnold Ebicetti, 39th. Great taste. Pro football pro focus. I like that um at this point edge rusher like epicetti's gone maffe has gone those guys tested really well that's kind of a tested
2: great right yesterday
3: yeah i think he didn't run the 40 if i'm not mistaken he didn't no, run something he but did. he tested well everywhere else
2: yeah i think he jumped like 38 inches or something crazy like that yeah
3: he's he's awesome man so so epicetti's gone mafe has gone jake jackson's gone a lot of guys that tested really well, well they're all gone is- yeah, edges disgustingly gone right now. Like, everybody's gone. I think Kennard and Falele just went before the Chargers. So, uh, definitely a rougher section for whoever's going second here. Is that Steven?
2: That is me, yeah. So, all the edges are gone. All the oh, offensive well, tackles are gone. Okay, well, Travis Jones is here. <laughs> um, so, I feel okay about that. It in. <laughs> um He He did test fantastic yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, pro football focus is kind of lower on him than most. And, again, you know, a lot of their mock simulation – is based off of like ADP for people who are doing it. So mm-hmm. um, the interior defensive line group dries up quick. Um, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Neil Farrell, but I think he's probably, you know, a, a fourth, fifth rounder. Federi Mathis, I'm not a fan of much at all. Um, Perry and Winfrey could certainly be interesting as like a four I three technique. Um, he's more of the the pass rusher kind of player. Um, But Travis Jones would obviously fill that one technique run stuffer that everybody seems to think that they need in Jordan Davis in the first round. So um, edge rushers here, man, the, the, my Jay Sanders situation is so tough. Like, so I, I appreciate him trying to battle through whatever sickness he was going through, but somebody should have saved him from himself and told him to sit that one out yesterday.
3: Yeah, him being two twenty eight and not even running that well, but like he was sick. It, I honestly, I, I hate to say it and be all conspiracy theorists, but it's just like, well, now you're announcing you're sick. Like I don't know, it just kind of feels like a late sort of, oh, here's why I didn't perform so well thing. If he wants, if he does it his pro day and changes everyone's minds, great. But it's just like, really weird well, something situation.
2: was something was definitely off there because he he was two forty two at the Senior Bowl,
3: right. Do you think he's been sick for a couple of days and he's lost 20 pounds?
2: Yeah, that was like nearly two months ago. It wasn't even two months ago. It was like a month and a half ago. Um, Yeah, so um, Tyler, can you go to the uh, go to the receivers for me? Okay, let me just get out of edge real fast. Okay, so Skymore, Jalen Tolbert. Skymore tested really, really well. Mm-hmm. um jaylen tolbert i'm kind of out on he's somebody that i'm moving down my list um didn't test particularly well and then you know tyler had mentioned the drops thing to me and then he went out and dropped a pass in in that gauntlet drill where he's running on air which is not great um hey should we did de- should we get david bell here guys <laughs> yeah uh, sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well the wide re- the wide receivers here are kind of interesting because you sort of have sky Moore and like you hmm. twitchy guys left and then after that it's uh, well, Christian Watson there 104 really yeah, I don't know. really I, low I, on Watson. Uh, oh my I'm not sure not sure what's going on there. Um, kind of the same with Calvin Austin. seems like he's going to be moving Dubs? up as well. Uh, yeah. And, um, and maybe now. we use the draft network next time. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I, I do think the wide receivers like sort of start to dry up maybe after round two, round three. So this could be a place where you do that. But I also do think the Travis Jones thing would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, last thing here, I'm just kind of thinking
2: here, we go to the running backs yeah. for me.
3: No, I don't want to. I really don't want to.
2: Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce. So, all the running backs are on the board right here.
3: Aaron Williams.
2: Oh my gosh. That guy. Yeah. When you test worse than Larry Roundtree, I think he got issues. Okay. So, all the running backs are here pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's interesting to me. But so I'm going to go with one of the interior defensive linemen. I think that's kind of the way to go with the the board, um, and it's going to be Travis Jones. I think it, there's certainly a strong chance here that he's not on the board in this situation, right. um, given how he tested and given how explosive I think he is. But I mean, he is also an interior defensive lineman. Like it is, we always see those guys fall. Everybody thought Christian Barmore was going to be a first round pick, and he ended up being, mm. I think, pick 40 for the Patriots last year. So um, it's certainly possible. I'm not. I'm definitely not ruling out the possibility of jones being there on the board and if he is i'm taking him in the second round
3: yeah no i like travis jones him being in the second would be sort of a pipe dream but i'm for it i do think i don't want to say he's like haphazard with his pass rush sometimes but i feel like if you can take his potential and what he does show on occasion and refine that a little bit and make it a bit more refined rather than somewhat haphazard i think he'd be an excellent excellent player here um so yeah i'm all for it so i will go ahead and select him for you
2: and for what it's worth, if he were off the board, I probably would have gone with Perry, um, Perry on Winfrey anyway.
1: Christian Watson off the board to the Saints there, despite them ranking him at 198 or whatever. I don't know.
2: <laughs> and taking a receiver earlier.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Then they they just took Burks. So they took Burks, and then they took Jeez. Uh, Watson. Which, <laughs> I mean, good for your crew. wide receiver group, but I don't know about the rest of your team. Yeah. And so just I, a reminder, I almost don't hate that for them. Yeah. Just a reminder,
2: this is pre-free agency. So, you know, like we took a corner in the first round because we don't necessarily know what they're going to do there. Took um, Travis Jones in the second because, I mean, I think they're going to sign Sebastian Joseph Day, but they might not, right? Like they might look at Jordan Davis and Travis Jones and be like, I want one of those players as opposed to signing somebody. So, again, this is pre-free agency. Obviously, we're keeping in mind the Mike Williams thing and the Achenna and Wozu thing because those are more solidified. But Mm -hmm. if there's a player who we like, and the Chargers haven't signed a player in that position yet, then obviously we're going to take a player like that. Alex,
3: go yeah, ahead. And, I mean, the, and, the, and the Chargers Retire's went right. ahead and, sorry, just about Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, they drafted Deshendra Mosu in the second round when they had Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, which you just talked about. And, you know, with Hicks, with Joseph Day, we're kind of projecting them to have a two or three year deal, but there could be easily an out after one year based on their contract if it's a two year deal. Yeah. So you do have to prepare for the inevitable departure or just for one of them to get it hurt because they're not exactly perfectly clean in that department as well.
1: All right, let's let's go through who was taken since the Chargers picked last. Uh, so Winfrey went the to the Bills Cardinals. For he went
3: to the Cardinals. Um, everyone seems like Cam Thomas. He went to the Falcons. That's so mm-hmm. early for a player like him. It's so early. I want to say Trey McBride's the first tight end taken. He went to the Chiefs at sixty-two. I. Kind of hate that, I guess. Um, Sanders went to the Texans. God bless. <laughs> um, Kyron Williams. God, so Ky- <laughs> the Falcons took Cam Thomas and then Kyron Williams. Just they just hate explosive. athleticism. <laughs> yeah, they just don't want to super get explosive. <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah, nice. Got to keep up with the Saints with that. Uh, Tolbert to the Browns. Max Mitchell would have been oh man Max Mitchell and Abraham Lucas back to back here that would have been my target if either were here they're not all right Alex good luck
1: (laughs) all right um okay so I mean we took we took defensive interior we took cornerback so we we've sort of solved those problems which are probably the two most pressing needs going into the draft um let's see what we have at running back. I'm just morbidly curious to see what guys are left. What's
3: wrong with you guys? <laughs> what are you
2: doing here? Well, Dude, this Reese, is hall, a... <laughs> Reese hall would
1: crush it with the Chargers, man. Yeah, I'm
2: just going to throw is... it out there. That, what... That's this year's, that's this year's Javante Williams, in my opinion. Yeah, oh. this is,
1: this is Alex's time in the mock draft. So he's going to look Sorry. at all the wide receivers and running backs uh, and then not look at any other players. Uh, that's usually how this goes, but uh, okay. all right. Like, what? So, wide receivers. Okay, we... We've taken, yeah, I would like to look at the wide receivers. Uh Man, okay, I know who I right want at right wide receiver. Uh <laughs> thank you. Um, but all right, let's see who who's available at tackle, I guess. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys come off the board. I'm curious if there is your, your guy uh some Smith value left. Oh, Tyler Smith is. is there. Okay, that's interesting. Rasheed, the bike theft Rashid Walker he gets <laughs> some good value <laughs> out of that pick. Ooh, tempting. Tempting. Um,
2: yeah. Tackle dries up so quickly.
1: Yeah. Tackle does dry up quickly. And this is another thing we're doing at pre free agency. So we don't know if they're going to go after like a Morgan Moses or like a Dennis Kelly kind of player to solidify it. So mm-hmm. I. Mm, I do kind of want to go with Tyler Smith, but I'm going to go with my heart and go with Sky Moore. <laughs> Sky Moore is a wide receiver. Uh, it, it just makes so much sense. He adds a lot of speed, regardless of whether they re, you know, franchise tag Mike Williams, let him walk. Uh, I, I think he makes sense as a wide receiver to take here, even assuming Mike Williams is back, which we are doing this exercise uh, with that information. I just, you know, he's the number seven receiver on my board, so to me, getting him in the third round uh, yeah. just makes a lot of sense um, and provides instant speed, instant route running value for a team that really needs it uh, and talks about wanting speed all the time, so to me, Sky Skymore just makes a ton of sense there.
3: Yeah, I like it. I have not watched Sky Skymore, but people are love him. People have him as a top 10 player, or he's either referenced as a top 10 player or a guy who's literally just outside the top 10, and you know, fitting him right there, finding a receiver there. They, I mean, they haven't ranked 30th on their board. I don't, again, I haven't watched him, but as a slot guy who can fill in the way he tested, I'm all for it. I just haven't watched him.
2: Yeah. I, I think he has that speed slot gadget role kind of profile. And then he ov- obviously offers you route running as well. So I think that that checks a box for the chargers. I still would like to add kind of a long speed threat mm-hmm. in, in this scenario or in free agency, maybe a Traquan Smith, for example. Outside of just bringing back Jalen and Guy. And so um, I'm a big fan of adding receiver talent there. And listen, if Sky Moore is there in the third round, then uh, by all means, go for it. All
3: right, a couple of the names that went after John Mechie, who I, that's who I would have picked if I had known. Well, I didn't know who Sky Moore is. Sorry. So John Mechie might have been my choice there. A couple of tight ends go, likely Ruckert go, Rashid Walker to the Bengals. God bless. Uh, Joe Burrow with that one. Um, Pascal to the Broncos Verona McKinley. He's like two thirtieth on the drought network's board. He's went to the saints at 98 here. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's definitely there. better
2: than he's definitely better than 230 other prospects in this class.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ridgeway is a pure nose tackle, but he's starting to go curious who's going to be left at that point. Shakir to the Panthers. Um, Dubster. um,
2: up there earlier, can't say they're Brit from Nebraska. He's an interesting mm. player to me. If the Chargers are looking for a pure slot guy, I think him and uh, Marcus Jones from Houston. I haven't watched them a ton outside of the Senior Bowl, but those are two kind of pure slot guys that I think could be interesting fits for the Chargers.
3: Okay, nice. Yeah, I hear his name thrown around a lot. I just never got around watching him.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay um All it's right. back to alex yeah
1: i'm yep. back on the clock with another picks and Stephen r- randomly selected it and put me last so um <laughs> anyway we're gonna go Stephen, give me your thoughts now you're Kel- first yeah i guess it worked out give me some thoughts on uh kellen dish uh, i have not watched him and i assume you're pack 12 guy and have watched a little bit of him i have watched a little bit of him he he's
2: definitely a project i think this would be good range yeah. for him Um, he probably needs to have kind of a red shirt season to kind Mm -hmm. of bulk up and add some weight. And that really is kind of my big concern, but he's really tall, really lanky, really athletic. Um, the strength concerns are very noticeable. So he's not somebody that like, if whoever the Chargers signed at right tackle would get hurt. I would definitely not favor him over Trey Pipkins, for example, in terms Mm -hmm. of playing right away. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of long-term upside there if you can kind of add to that play strength, teach him how to anchor down correctly and, and properly. Um, mm-hmm. But
1: he's, he's very, very raw kind of tackle prospect.
3: Yeah, okay. no, I agree. I have a fourth on him. So if this makes you feel any better.
1: All right. That, I mean, that could be a spot for him there. Um, I'm curious this is what's left at tight end. Because um, I just saw Rucker. I think, I think Jelani, Jelani Woods or six around. All right. Or we got Dulcich. Uh, Dolchich. Yeah. Um, is it Dulcich or Dulcich? Do no know? idea. Probably Dulcich. Mose and Gabbana. <laughs> Dolce and Gabbana. I'm um, mm, of a
2: The tight end group is fun, man.
3: Man, they could even get your Utah guy on here.
2: Oh, he's just a blocking tight end anyway. I don't think he's oh, going to okay. get drafted.
3: Anywhere else you want me to go here? Uh do you just want to take Pierce?
2: Thomas says Jelani no. Woods exclamation point. J- do it.
3: J- Woods.
1: Take I the goat, a- Matariza. I'm not taking Matariza in the fourth <laughs> round. I'm not trying to get fired from my job uh that we just did with this mantra. The Matariza um, thing
2: is so funny to me. Like we're we all hate how much depth this
1: chargers roster needs, and mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, punter in fourth round. <clears throat> Ooh. All right. So there are kind of two guys that immediately stand out to me. Uh, I do like running back Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. That would kind of be an interesting one if they wanted to go in that direction, kind of a speed guy. He could kind of be this year's uh, theoretical Khalil Herbert if they wanted to do that. Um, but I also do like uh, a guy that we talked about on our offensive tackles episode. Uh, and Luke uh, Gedke, who is down there, uh, one of Bernard Raymond's teammates, has some of that tackle guard flexibility. So I'm actually going to go with him at this pick, given that I don't know a ton about Deesh. Uh, and, you know, Stephen kind of in- insinuated to me that he's more of a project at this point. And maybe a lot of the tackles you're getting are more that way, but I think the potential is there And, you know, he probably would not have to start immediately if they had, you know, go grab uh, a Dennis Kelly or Morgan Moses. So this is kind of Chargers tackle range, at least talking about it pre free agency. Um, And then maybe it can move up or down based on how they address it later. But I will go with uh, Luke Gedke from Central Michigan here.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good pick. He gives him some flexibility there, similar to a Brennan Hymas. Um, I think tackle-wise, obviously, I would prefer Abraham Lucas or Max Mitchell in the third round. Obviously, they were not here in this situation. So uh, coming away with Gedke in the fourth round, I think, is is really good value. Um, some people like him a little bit more than Raymond. Just I think he's a little uh, less athletic. But I think technique-wise, strength-wise, I think he's definitely better in those areas.
3: Is he younger than 24?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. I think there we go. I think he's going to turn 23 in the summer.
1: Bernard Raymond is as old as Travarius Ward.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, when you put it like that, man, I think he's like, I think he's, I mean, he would be older than Justin Herbert too. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how that works out. So, um, Tyler, if you could go through for some players who went before us, that'd be great.
3: Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, Pierce went. Tight ends are starting to go, but there, I think Jelani Woods is still available. So Charlie Kohler went. Um Ed Ingram, I really like, but he's not, uh, he's probably not on their board. Zachary Carter. Deesh went to the Bengals. Man, Bengals just want Deesh and Walker to protect for Joe Burrow. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he did something in free agency. A lot of good corner names. I just oh, smoke Monday's a name. What a fantastic name. Yeah. We have to draft him. His name is Smoke Monday. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Great. As as the we Bengals got Smoke Monday and
2: Sauce who won't smoke.
3: Yeah. Uh Dolczyk went to Dol- whatever the fuck went to the Ravens. Um Tyreek Smith to the Broncos because they just need defense and not a quarterback. Um Barno. Uh, There's someone...
2: Craig's in the chat. What up, Craig? Asking about Foster Sarrell, the tackle from Stanford they stashed. I mean. I think that's I think you kind of answered your own question there. I think he's a stash. I don't think
3: he's kind of a player to count on. Um, you know, far be it for me to judge someone. Whose shoes I have not walked in, but the odds of an Asian playing tackle sound really low to me. Uh God bless Asian? him. Yeah, he's like Korean, I think. Okay. Um so as much as I want to root for him, <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, but it's a good stash. You never know. I mean, the Chargers sort yeah. of stashed um hell's his name? Storm Norton, and he ended up being like the worst tackle in the league last year. So you never know. What hey, hey, look—he gave them some de-
1: decent production sometimes. He was good sometimes. Yeah,
2: I like. I totally thought when you were like, "What the hell's his name?" I thought you were gonna go with like somebody much worse, and then you went with
3: Storm Norton, man. No, I couldn't get worse with Storm Norton than Storm Norton, unfortunately. <laughs> um. Yeah, a lot of tight ends are going. Kyle Phillips just went. Luke oh, Fortner, man. who I really liked at the Senior Bowl, went. Uh, Cordell Volson would have been an interesting pick here as well. Um, so I, I'm glad we went tackle early. I don't know who else has left at tackle, but it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, not great. Uh, Tyler, we go to the tight ends first for me.
3: Absolutely. Jelani Wynn.
2: For what it's worth, I do think Woods, after running a 4-7 or whatever at 6-7 is probably mm-hmm. going to go earlier than this. Um, but let's look at the safeties for me, too, please. Okay.
3: <laughs> I've done no work on this group. And
2: uh, yeah, I don't know who any of these players are except for Trey Sterling and JT Woods. Woo! But this is probably early for, for Sterling, right?
3: Yeah, I'm curious where the league has him because he met with a ton of teams and then I had an interview with him. Like, okay, you know, he's like 300th on TDN's board. And then Doug Kayed from Pro Football Focus is like, this was one of the best safeties before he got hurt. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Um, (laughs) And and his injury is only like, it's like a grip wrist sort of injury. It's not like it's a lower leg injury or something. So I don't know where they're going to take him, but I don't know, worth keeping an eye on. All right, go to the corners for me. Okay. Just get rid of the safeties.
2: So Jack Jones, Kalen Barnes, that guy is going to be testing off the chain today. Damari Mathis is somebody I like. I think he's more of a slot guy again. So this might be a little early for him, Um, but I do really like the player. Um, yeah, let's, let's go to the tight ends. I'm going to take a tight end here. Um, okay. Be able to, you know, add some versatility to that group. Is the one from Maryland here by chance? Or is he gone already? Uh,
3: What's his I name? I or... think he is. And I don't know. This is the group I haven't done any work on either.
2: Okay. Well, from I'm going to go with Jelani Woods here. I think this kind of fits what they really want to do at the position. I think you can kind of see some parallels to Jared cook there. I think he's very raw in that sense, but you can kind of put him behind Donald Parham, Trey McKitty and Steven Anderson. And again, give him kind of that half redshirt season. Um, also Cameron mm-hmm. law went back to school. So don't know why he's on the board there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Jelani Woods.
3: Awesome. And I believe uh Jiggy Okonkwo is not even on their board. So
2: that would be a good uh Steven Anderson replacement. I know you mm-hmm. you interviewed him, right?
3: No, that'd be nice though. Oh.
2: <laughs> You're doing so many interviews, man. It's hard for me to keep track sometimes.
3: Yeah, just look at everyone that's like the last 150 picks on TDN board. That's what <laughs> I've interviewed.
2: All right. So this is gonna be our last pick here that we're gonna do in our mock draft, and uh Tyler's <laughs> gonna do it. So I'm not again, gonna not draft not a punter.
3: <laughs> um yeah so let's go through who's been taken come on where's the Chargers pick uh yeah neil farrell going that late like i do think he's early day three i like him a lot i just yeah he didn't he's one of my
2: guys but he tested yeah he did not test great he he, um supposedly wanted to trim down a little bit before the combine looks like that didn't happen and then he tested poorly so maybe he is there this late but you know, typical ones uh, run stuffy nose tackle, I think, it gives you some pass rushing ability, but
1: mm-hmm. really,
2: really big fan of the player.
1: Um, I don't know if I've learned from the, the, you know, day three problems of the past uh, when we talk about running backs, but um, <laughs> Hassan Haskins being on the board here is very tempting in the sixth round. Uh, he tested very well at the combine yesterday. Um, I, I happen to love him just watching him in Michigan and the way he runs. I don't think Tyler will be going running back here by any means, just because of how that's bitten us in the past. But it's something I'd consider.
3: I would really great points. I I just haven't watched any running backs. Like I I have a hard time taking anyone I haven't watched. So yeah, uh, I get you. mm, So yeah, so I haven't watched running backs, linebackers, most of the safeties, all the back half corners. Like I have not watched them. I know got the Chargers both punters right here. Yeah, I won't do it because <laughs> I think Steven will boot me from the pod. Jesse Lucheta, Lucheta, Um, the Chargers have met with. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm just going to go through the whole board at this point.
1: Wow, they actually have TJ Pledger on their board. So they had a Jordan Stout, as I saw that on Steven's uh, punter air yards list. They also have him listed as kicker. So is he a dual threat kind of guy or? I honestly have no idea, but he's a really good punter. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I will say, you know, um, that quarterback from Brown, I have not watched him, but he was a Boston College transfer, um, you know, played basketball, I think, for Brown too. So if the Chargers want to get a backup quarterback prospect here, I think that could be uh, in play in the sixth round.
3: Just random question. Have you any of you guys watched Ty Chandler? Because... You know Brett Coleman and EJ Snyder on the Bootleg Football Cop podcast. They were talking, saying great things about him, and they're like, he reminds me of Josh Kelly. And I was like, crap, but shit. Do you guys know anything about
2: him? <laughs> I think Ty Chandler's probably a little bit more explosive. I haven't watched a ton of him outside of just kind of what I've caught from watching some of their other games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I watched Jermaine Johnson's <gasps> tape against North Carolina, and, and Ty Chandler kind of uh, was standing out. So I. I like him. I think he's a little bit more explosive than Josh Kelly. I, think I would prefer Haskins over Chandler for what it's worth.
1: My uh, big 10 Rutgers bias yeah, is showing here, a... but Bo, Bo Melton's still on the board. You I know. would not. I would honestly not hate
2: that for what it's worth. I,
1: I like Melton a lot. Damn. I, I shouldn't know, have I, taken Sky more. <laughs> <would have> been <laughs> no, like... but I
2: think they can add both because Melton's Ooh. like that long speed player, right? I think he's That's, a little bit more yeah. vertically inclined. I think he can return punts and kicks as well, so... I wouldn't hate adding Bo Melton here in the sixth round. I think that would be a fine pick.
3: Yeah, they don't even have Taequann Thornton on their board.
2: I didn't see Vellis Jones either.
3: Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping for some sort of special team top on that regard, but, eh, okay. For what, it's um, far as Ben
2: Finnell has Haskins as, like, one of his favorite special teams players.
3: Drafting him immediately...
1: I mean I I like Hassan Askins a lot Uh, he probably Would go higher I think He didn't run the 40 because of An ankle injury that he had so that uh, He didn't run but he did bench press And some other stuff at the combine Um, But I I just really like Watching him play like he's really physical I mean Arjun can speak to this uh, as a Michigan Fan but uh, I I just really Enjoyed watching him stomp all over the Big Ten this year Uh, Don't know if like He's kind of like a hammer running back, so I don't know if they necessarily need that as opposed to like a speed guy. But I don't think he's slow for what it's worth either. I don't think I don't think Haskins is a four seven guy.
2: No, I don't like, think if, he's I don't if, think he's super he, fast. But if he he's
1: if a 4'7 he's a four seven guy, Larry Roundtree is like a five nine guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Evan area asked about C J. Verdell too. Maybe a little uh, duck reunion.
3: That's a name. I, I don't know who that is. It's the running back from Oregon. Oh. Oh. Well, he the guy that wears 30.
2: Uh no, he was number seven. Never mind then. Uh Steven, oh, what's the
1: what's the quarterback from Brown's name that you were talking about? I'm curious and I want to look this up now. Uh I think EJ Perry is his name. He's down. EJ Perry. Yeah, this reminds yeah. me of like when you guys were on the show with Jason and he would just be like, I found this quarterback from Princeton. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what quarterback from brown reminded me of
2: (laughs) no he like one of his favorites the first year we did this was some quarterback from like uh what was that school? oh my gosh it was like uh the hamptons it was like the hampton university school i think (laughs) i was like jason what are you doing watching hampton film man like what is happening here oh my
3: gosh shout out to jason Man. man hope he uh hope he's doing good yeah, here he's a little busy with certain things. Yeah. Um, okay, so we went Booth, we went Jones, Moore.
2: I think you can look at the other picks that we have made. Where?
1: <laughs> um, maybe not. We went Booth, Jones, Skymore, uh, Get Key. That's right. And then Jelani Woods. Then Jelani Woods, yeah.
3: Okay. Hate it. I'm not taking the punter. First off, I'm not taking the punter. I don't care what you're saying in the chat. Uh, that's what the seventh round pick is for. If you want to, <laughs> I at this point have honestly very, very little thoughts on most of these guys outside of some of the wide receivers. Uh, but I, I do think at this point, based on who they have, we haven't really solved anything at edge rusher. So I am going to be stuck and go with Jesse look here. Um, here yeah. because it, I wouldn't, I don't know if he fits, but because the Chargers have met with him, there's obviously something there. Like so um, we haven't really addressed edge, it's just in Mosu, and then that's in Chris Rumpf at this point. Um, I think we maybe even should have gone for somebody earlier, but nobody was there. They went so early. So yeah, uh, we're kind of stuck at this point. I don't have any thoughts on him other than the fact they met with the Chargers and that the Chargers do need an edge rusher at this point. He's the best one on available on the board, so I'm gonna go with him.
2: Yeah, that he's uh he's a little undersized, but he's a fantastic run defender. I mean, anytime mm-hmm. you watch the uh, Penn State defense, you see Lucetta just blowing things up. Um, so I, I think he needs some work as a pass rusher. But um, you know, taking him in the sixth round and you know fills the special teams need at least, I
1: think, would make some sense. Do we do we want to do we want to hit Matt Ariza just so we can get retweets on Twitter?
3: Sure. <laughs> Wait, did we? Did they have an extra sixth?
1: yeah yes. they had two six and then
2: sevenths. yeah so that was oh they don't minute. have a
3: fourth yeah. anymore I thought no was that fourth.
2: was for rayshon jenkins and then um that was kind of switched i guess because he got injured
3: oh geez i thought they had a fourth this whole time oh man,
2: no i i think the uh picks, the official comp picks, should be coming out later this week so we'll find oh, out right. officially but <laughs> Last I read, over the cap had projected them as one extra six and then uh, three
3: extra sevenths. Oh, wow. I didn't know when that changed. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that changes a lot. Uh, Sure. We'll go with the punter of San Diego State. Uh, It's my turn to pick, and so it doesn't matter. So let's go with the punter. I think we're our (laughs) compensatory second or six compensatory second six round pick. I'll go with Matt Ariza. Couldn't tell you if there's a better punter out there, but everyone seems to like him. And, you know, we need all the votes we can get. Yeah. Everyone seems to love
2: him. I will say, I think Jordan Stout and Ryan Stonehouse are
3: also really good punting prospects,
2: but you know, they're, they're going to test today. And I think uh, that's going to be something I will not watch, but it will be funny.
3: Definitely. Oh, okay. So we have, now we can see what we did. Um, So just to rattle, do you want to see me want to just rattle it off?
2: Yeah. So for those who are listening to this, our first round pick was Andrew Booth. Our second round pick was Travis Jones and we took Sky Moore, the receiver from Western Michigan. Luke Gedke from uh, the Central Michigan. Central Michigan. We got both Michigan Michigan schools here. Uh, Jelani was tight end from Virginia. Jesse Lucchetta, the edge rusher from Penn State, and then uh, rounded out the sixth round with Matt Ariza, the punter from San Diego State.
3: Not terrible, based on where at least Pro Focus has them on their big their big board. We took them. We got steals, I guess, for everyone except for Booth. Everyone was projected to go earlier. We got them later, so not bad. Um, I'm definitely worried about. I mean, we have a corner, so that's great. Um, but I'm definitely worried about edge rusher here. Yeah, I hope they signed a tackle in free agency at this point. Um, hopefully, Chris Rump comes along. Um, you know, I think with those seventh round picks, you go for that Trey Sterling. Those guys that can help out on special teams. Those you know, deep saver and deep safeties. Safeties later in the draft um but not bad
1: yeah i like it uh quite a bit from what we see over here uh i think everything kind of played out like we expected and you know they're gonna there's gonna be one position that like we just can't draft that high like we sort of forgot about edge defender in the whole process and then we're like crap we need to draft an edge defender (laughs) in the sixth round so Mm -hmm. you know that that always can happen and is going to happen in the draft when you're just kind of going by position and who's available um you know i also don't think or don't leave out the possibility that the chargers take two of one position in those first six rounds because they mm-hmm. certainly could but yeah. um yeah no i think this was a pretty good first exercise and i'm uh, excited to see us draft seven completely different players next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean obviously free agency is going to change some things
2: and I, I i kept an eye on the edge rushers like i think um in the third round we could have gone with tyreek smith from ohio state mm-hmm. but all the, all the good edge rushers went before us in this in this scenario. So, I mean, in the second round, Drake Jackson was off the board, um, things like that. So, I think sometimes you play the board and, and unfortunately it doesn't work out. Um, for what it's worth, like I've said, I, I feel like they could take a swing on like that cheap one-year Kyler Fackrell-ish deal and, and maybe kind of do the same thing again there this year. So, um, in this instance, obviously that's kind of what you're hoping for.
1: They've kind of done that the last couple of years, too, because 2020 was Nick Vigil and last year Kyler Fackrell. So they could kind of go for another, you know, one year type dude like that. Who's this year's white dude? <laughs> <laughs> just go on spot <laughs> track and scroll all the way to the bottom.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's funny. But if it's Karloftis or Booth, what's the pick? I'm taking Booth Um, for what it's worth. Thomas, I think. Um, I know that there's a lot of people who are not like the biggest fans of Booth, but I I think if you're looking for an outside corner and I think the Chargers should be in that market, then I think Booth is, is likely the top corner available at 17. Um, Mm -hmm. And for what it's worth, I do have him graded higher than Trent McDuffie for that reason.
3: Yeah. I have Booth graded higher than Karloftis. I do give like the edge group and that position group more precedent. Or you know, right. What the what's the word I'm talking about? Um more so, value. But sure. Uh, but I, I would give I would go with Booth at that point. Um, because I, technically at that point you don't even have a third corner, you know, we just have Asante Samuel Jr., no slot corner, Stevon Campbell in the slot. So I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd Kimon rather Hall. Mosu, Kimon Hall. Yeah, so I, I'd rather, <laughs> you know, and Mosu be the starting edge than Kimon Hall be the starting slot corner. So Booth on the outside, who is just like kind of reminds me a lot of Asante Samuel Jr just with a little bit being a little bit taller and maybe a better tackler. Um, yeah. So Booth is awesome. I, th- I think Staley would really like him. Yeah. And obviously this, this is probably going to change in
2: the next couple of weeks. Right. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really excited about this draft, man. There's so much good defensive talent in the top 100 that I think the chargers are in a really good spot based off of what their needs are and kind of what um, the perceived goals are, as well as being able to add, talent to the offense right like this tight end group is a lot of fun i think that's a knee the running back group on day three should be really fun and alex drafting sky in the third is great value there so um mm-hmm. i'm really excited about this draft i hope that they can trade down and add more picks but um it is what it is so shout out to jacob Arnall. uh do you think any wide receivers or quarterbacks have moved into the top 15 after the
1: combine to allow the chargers to pick
2: an edge or a corner alex what do you think here
1: um i think you can make the argument that like olave probably jumped from like top 20 to top 15 range potentially it all i think it's less about i guess the receivers in that regard and like jumping up more than like does a team value taking a receiver as their need over a corner or like a perceived need um you know just because of that freak athleticism like wilson and olave and all those guys showed at the combine qb no i mean i think that the two quarterbacks who are going to go in that top 17, 20 range are going to be Pickett in Willis and that's going to be it. So I don't think you're going to get any more quarterbacks who are going to be added to that. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's largely stayed the status quo, but you know, that could also change depending on free agency, if a team loses a receiver and then they want to, you know, go grab Olave higher than they would have uh, earlier. Then that's always possible. Apparently our mock draft before taking a rise, was a C so thanks i guess he's good degrees
2: um yeah, not not yes. not not for mean, mean, right not, there not not yeah. mean tyler's <laughs> <laughs> um no i think in quarterbacks right like i think malik willis is likely going to be a top 15 pick um you know apparently the broncos and washington both really like him the steelers really like him a lot too so um i'd be pretty surprised if malik willis were not the first quarterback taken off the board in this point um you know kenny pickett i just uh, I think the the hype there by the media doesn't really match what teams are seeing and hearing. I mean, the, the hand size is hardly a deal breaker, right? But I just don't think his film is all that impressive. He's not that great of an athlete. And I think you're always going to bet on traits at the quarterback position, you know, like we've seen in the past. So I think Malik Will is probably the first quarterback taken. To me, the quarterback movement is more in like the back half of the first round. Maybe Desmond Ritter sneaks into the first round you know, the lions have that 32nd pick that they probably should use on a quarterback to get that fifth year option. So, um, ahead of the Chargers, no, but I think pick, I think Ritter, like I said, could have worked himself into the back half of the first round after this past weekend.
3: Yeah. I'm glad the, uh, the NFL teams finally figured out that Malik Willis had a functioning brain uh, apparently at the (laughs) combine. Uh, I can't believe that he found out that teams were surprised that he could process information um so whatever i don't really don't think the quarterbacks moved into the top 15 based of anything at the combine but you know who knows somebody can fall in love uh wide receivers i do think garrett wilson cemented himself as at least the second receiver if not the first like he's super super safe we all have a wide receiver too and there's a reason for that uh, and him running like that i believe faster than Olave, no
1: yeah officially, 0. Uh, officially 0.01 yeah. seconds faster than Olave, by the way <laughs> yes I, I
3: was waiting for yeah i'm sure that's been like you're Wilson at 17 or nothing. Uh, post-it note for a long time. Um, I, if, if Burks had gone freak mode at, at the combine, I think he could have, yeah. like, have officially been in the top 15. I think it went. A lot of people on Twitter, the common thing was, well, the tape shows something different, and I do agree. But it was certainly a, oh man, I expected him to run a little faster and he didn't, or or jump higher or further and he didn't. Um, any wide receivers? I mean, London didn't run olave i think he gets stuck with that 426 maybe um that would have definitely changed things but he didn't it was awful yeah or not awful but but an awful drop for him so i mean not i kind of think the same guys i mean i think i think it's burks london wilson you know if if williams had suddenly shown up healthy and was running the 40 then maybe But he's not so i I don't think anything's really changed in that regard uh, based on the way things seem but you know who knows yeah i think
2: uh I can't remember who was talking about it, but I think London and Williams are each going to be holding like, um, maybe not Williams, but I know London is holding a pro day of his own in April because mm. he's still rehabbing from that ankle injury. Um, he did check in shorter than I thought. I mean, he's like six, three and a quarter as opposed to six, five. Um, oh, which I mean, that's not really a deal breaker. It doesn't look now. like it. No, he doesn't look six, three, looks six, five, he looks six, five, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's going to be really interesting to see how that one pans out because we just we just don't really know how his ankle is doing right now, and same thing with uh, Jamison and his knee. Williams did say that he should be ready or could be ready for Week One, but I think if you're a team and you're smart, you're probably holding him out until post buy, just for his own uh, health and well being. So yeah, Burks was the the testing for Burks was definitely surprising. I'm not, I wasn't expecting him to be like you know, in the 99th percentile by any means. But um, yeah. I was definitely surprised that he didn't jump higher at least. The 40 time, that's kind of whatever to me. I, I think he, mm-hmm. I mean, he weighs 225 pounds. I don't care that he's not running a 4-4. But uh, I
3: was definitely surprised he didn't jump higher and longer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh new question from Frank Blakely. Hello, Frank. Is there a higher demand on tackling for slot versus outside corner with Asante Samuel Jr.'s concussions? Wondering if that's a consideration. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think for this specific defense,
2: I think you're definitely looking for a better tackler at slot. You know, I was talking with somebody, uh, yesterday and he was, you know, about the Trent McDuffie versus Kyler Gordon kind of debate that the chargers could be in. Um, you know, Kyler Gordon is a little bit stronger, a little bit more physical. So maybe that could be consideration, not at 17. I think he's too much of a raw prospect there, but I I think with the way that the chargers want to play defense and live in that nickel dime situation, as a nickel corner you absolutely have to tackle at a high level and for what it's worth I do think McDuffie is a really really good tackler but um you know I think in this defense and really in any defense you're asking your slot to be around the ball more often right like that's part of the reason why the Rams have moved Jalen Ramsey into the slot so much it's because they want him to be able to be around the ball more often so absolutely I think your demand for tackling a slot is much greater than playing outside
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's more important just because of how the Staley defense values versatility and all these things and trying to, like, move people all around the field. At the same time, I mean, you do still have to be good in coverage. like, <laughs> You yeah. can't just be a good tackler at this line. Right. Like, I mean, Chris Harris, decent tackler, bad at everything else. So, I mean, um, <laughs> that was kind of the situation the Chargers were in. So, um, I do think it's something to consider with uh, Sante Samuel Jr.'s concussions, like he he mentions there. But to me, you know, I think you just want that more for guys that can be on the field and stay on the field and not get uh, a ton of missed tackles or rack those up. But uh, I still think you obviously have to be good in coverage.
3: Does anyone recall when, Asante's, not not the game, I mean like the play, where Asante Salma Jr. just sustained a concussion? I'm just curious, like was he in the slot or was he outside? No, the, the one is, the one from
2: Pittsburgh, he was definitely outside. Um mm-hmm. but he just went low on a tackle for Najee Harris yeah. and actually like stood up and like checked himself out of the game. So it wasn't necessarily mm. a bad concussion. It Mm -hmm. was just that it was so close to the other one. And, you know, I I think it was just kind of a a tough situation to be in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think slot probably gives you a higher incidence of those like kinds of collisions. But still, it's like it's football. You have to hit on the outside, too, and get hit on some level. So, yeah, I mean,
2: he 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 ducked his head like right into Najee's knee. So it was just it was poor form. Um, I mean, that's an interesting conversation in terms of moving him to the slot, I think that was kind of the knock on him by draft analysts and by teams. Like if he were a few inches taller then absolutely you're, you're sticking him on the outside. But um, I mean, he's five nine and he, he is kind of smaller. So if they want to move into the slot, I think that's fine. I think ideally like Staley has said, they want to be able to do both and kind of rotate guys. But um, I definitely can see why <laughs> interesting point by bolt red here. Can Dustin Hopkins punt? let's just go with one and use the other position for depth. We won't punt much anyway. That's my other thing about like the whole drafting matter. in the fourth round is like, we don't use a punter enough to merit that kind of selection.
3: Technically we don't use a kicker enough to warrant him returning either. Um, (laughs) uh, Honestly, what they really should do is to maximize Herbert's contract, get him to punt because you would not know what the hell they're doing on fourth down. Are they going to punt? Are they going to go for it? If Herbert walks back yeah. there in shotgun, are they punting or are they going for it? I don't know. I, I think that'd be fun. Come teach on. Him so how I to, think, teach yeah, him how I think you can, punt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or you could just teach him, how, I mean, with Herbert's arm, you can just get him to arm punt. You know, you can throw the ball 60 yards. If you're punting on the 20 yard <laughs> line, just tell him to throw an interception. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, it, it kind of works. Yeah, just, just hit the Oculus, like, and just and, and falls to the ground. You just
2: know? chuck it as far as you can. And honestly, like, he... There was that video of him in training camp kicking field goals, and I think he yeah. did that in high school. So, I mean, if he could punt, I wouldn't be surprised. The man's a hell of an athlete. Yeah, he could do it. Great golfer, too, apparently.
3: He's good at everything. Yeah.
1: I would uh, I would love to see the, sta- the reaction to Staley by the media if he just told Justin Herbert to throw an interception on a punt. <laughs> like, <laughs> just go for it. I mean, Kirk Cousins it. does it all the
2: time, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, any other final thoughts here before we wrap up?
3: Uh, No, I'm good. I'm I'm excited to get to free agency. The next time we do this, we'll have a lot more knowledge about the team, and then we'll have a lot more knowledge about the players in the draft. There's just giant gaping holes in our knowledge right now. Those should get figured out by the next time we do this.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, I'm excited that we'll finally have the Mike Williams thing situated that we've been talking about for two months with no answer. Uh, we'll, We'll have something concrete there next time. And we'll have, you know, more free agency rumors and buzz, I'm sure. So excited to see what happens. Uh, is that a Yu-Gi-Oh card?
3: Yes. Someone in the chat says they see the Buster Blader. Here's Buster Blader. Maybe who you're talking about. Uh, one of my favorites for sure.
2: There we go. So we got a Yu-Gi-Oh mention today as well. So, um, yeah, we're two days away from the franchise tag deadline. Of course, watch that happen <laughs> in like the next 20 minutes or so. That would be classic us. But um, we are two days out, so hopefully we get you know some clarity before then, and uh, if they get a long-term deal done, then we'll obviously jump on and, and talk about that. Um, so Wednesday, we're going to jump back into a little bit of a draft ranking show, and then after that, I'll be all back to free agency for a little bit. And uh, as always, if you are listening to this, please leave us a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice. If you're watching this show with us now, after we are done officially, please, please uh, Exit the stream, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. Turn those notifications on. So that's going to be a great couple weeks for us. (laughs) We got some airboxing going on here between Tyler and Alex. I don't know what's happening, but um, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.
4: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.